Hi, my name's Dan. I'm here with my good friend G, and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast. I've got gremlins! So we're here. We're we're a little later than normal, but we are we are here. Uh, it's uh, yeah behind the uh, behind the curtain. We're a little later than we uh, than we normally uh, normally record, but uh, we're here and we're all good. How, how are you doing, G? You okay? Yeah, yeah. It's just fighting fighting tech gremlins, which is the day job. So it's a bit rubbish when it comes into the evening. But these things happen sometimes. How are you doing, bud? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Have I'm, you... I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm I'm, I'm a bit tired. Uh, I've had my booster today, so I'm all boosted. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm very good. Pleased to hear it. My my booster's booked for a couple of weeks. I'm all uh, all recovered from from my my early morning last week. So, yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're good. Excellent, excellent. So normally, obviously, at this point we would we would do news, but it's been it's been a quite a quiet week this week, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those ones where you've got sort of bits of pieces in terms of um, some discussion of injuries, um, a lot being made. I'm not sure a lot, but, you know, the discussion about whether Rogers is going to have toe surgery or not, although I don't think there's going to be time in the missing. So there's bits and pieces, but, yeah, there's really not anything major, it feels like. No, so we're going to uh, we're going to go straight into the games this week, and we're going to uh, well, we'll just do a bit of a bit of a wrap up at the end and uh, fill a bit of time that way. But um, let's have a look at uh, week twelve, and we'll uh, we'll start in, on uh, Thursday night. And the uh, the Lions still couldn't get their uh, their f- their first win of the season as the Bears uh, saw themselves improve to a four and seven record. Uh, the Lions actually took uh, took first lead in their game, but uh, the Bears soon came back. Uh, and while uh, while Jared Goff's game was probably the best of his season uh, when it comes to completion. completion and interceptions, he couldn't do enough to uh, to win the game. It did go uh, down to the wire though, uh, with Cairo Santos chipping through a 28-yard uh, kick as time expired to give uh, give the Bears the win by 16 points to 14. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a funny one, isn't it? Because Dalton didn't sort of look amazing whilst you know getting over 300 yards yeah. passing, and and I've just it feels like. This could be. I mean, I'm not sure how many genuine chances the Lions have left to win a game, and it, it does feel eerily similar to the two ones we've seen before, where teams have gone. Uh, um, I was going to say winless or unbeaten. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of the right word. They're not going 0 16 because they've got the one, and it's a 17 game still, season. But it, still, it, it doesn't yeah, winless. Fi- <laughs> yeah, but that that was sort of the key thing I was going for. Is that um, yeah, still without a win. You look at it. Um, I'm guessing if they can get one against the Falcons, maybe that's the nearest. But yeah, or maybe Denver. But their, uh, their fixtures up. I'm not sure who they've got. They've got Vikings, Broncos, Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers. I mean, even with the Seahawks uh, as they are, and we'll, we can get into them in a bit. Uh, it still feels like with Russell Wilson, they've got enough to beat the Lions right You'd now. You'd thought so. You'd have thought so. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, time's running out a little bit for them. It's running out, and when the, the it really is the the bears. What do the bears look like? You you watched this one, didn't you? I I watched all the Thanksgiving, and the bears sort of feel like the bears have done all this season. Um, the defense isn't like bad, but it's not great. The offense just it feels disconnected, and it feels like a strangely coached team. Um, and 
it feels like there's play calling going on, but not necessarily game management, if you see right. what I mean, or coordinated. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just not coming together. And it feels like it hasn't really done that for Matt Nagy after his first season there. And so you can sort of see why there's such a clamour. Not that um, we ever advocate for people losing their jobs, but it does feel like that this one is one that possibly has run its course. Yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Well, uh, moving on, Raiders-Cowboys was a, uh, a great and, and high-scoring uh, game on Thanksgiving. It ended up uh, with the Cowboys losing the fourth of their last five Thanksgiving games. Uh, Dallas were really hurt by some, some poor discipline, picking up 110 penalty yards on third downs alone, which is a, a lot for anyone to overcome. Uh, on the Raiders' side of the ball, though, Hunter Renfrew uh, picked up a career-high 134 receiving yards from his eight catches, and Josh Jacobs uh, added another 87 on the ground. Um, the game went to overtime in the end, and it uh, needed a 29-yard field goal to, uh, to complete the victory, uh, seeing the Raiders beat the Cowboys by 36 points to 33. Yeah, and this this was sort of game of the day, wasn't it? It was, oh, yeah, um, yeah. you know, the Raiders came out and sort of showed me completely <laughs> how wrong I was about um, wondering it, it, what was going to happen with them and if they were going to get another win. And it was um, it was kind of that thing where, um, as much as anything, it looked better than it could have been because um, Tony Pollard got got that touchdown kick return which was really impressive and honestly he was probably better than Zeke because we know Zeke is carrying a bit of an ankle injury but I, I feel like this is one where the combination of the O-line injuries and the loss of receivers and, and I was expecting a close game because of that I was surprised that yeah. the Cowboys lost again and it looks like they've got an interesting week coming up because um, they've got an early game and I believe um, their head coach has just gone into the COVID protocol and there might be a few other outbreaks going so um that you know, we might be having an interesting time um, come Thursday with with who is and isn't at the game Available. this week. Yeah, yeah, one to keep an eye on. Uh, well, the uh, Bills Saints. The Bills went into this one with a uh, pretty poor win rate against the Saints and had uh, struggled for the last couple of games of the season too. So they'll be pleased to have uh, picked up the win this week. It's their first win uh, against the Saints since 1998. Um, it was a pretty convincing one, and one-sided one too, as it goes, uh, with just one touchdown in the fourth quarter for the Saints. Trevor Simeon has uh, struggled uh, this year and is now 0-4 in the four games that he's started so far. Saints now sit 5-6, and six, while the Bills are 7-4. and four. Final score in New Orleans was 31-6 to Buffalo. And I don't actually place all of this at the feet of Trevor Simeon, because if you look I, at I, what's I, happened to the Saints skills players, he's he's... He's really got, um, you know, the cupboard is really bare thanks to injury. And it's kind of interesting how well the Bills did, considering Saints are still top five by um, defence, even after this uh, yeah. position of this game by DVOA. Uh, so it's not like the Saints are a bad, badly coached team. I mean, you would expect that Sean Payton, he's a very good coach. But it just, there does come a point where sometimes injury is the winner. And I feel like that's what kind of tips scales as much as anything. Um, but certainly for the Bills, the fact that they were able to move the ball and looked good in offense where that they seem to have struggled. So um, it, I think it was a better win for the Bills rather than a bad loss for the Saints. Because I, I just think the Saints are having uh, um, just one of those seasons right now. And and I'm not sure what we can take from it other than they can get a look at their young younger parts of their roster and see yeah. if they've got um, players that they can bring on for next year. But yeah, this has just been a bit, bit of a nightmare for them. 
Well, uh, Bucks Colts was a close one. It ended brilliantly. Uh, Jonathan Taylor couldn't quite repeat the uh, incredible game that he had last week, but uh, up stepped Leonard Fournette on the other side of the ball for the Bucks, who uh, rushed three and caught one touchdown, so 100 rushing yards and 31 receiving. Um, the game was tied 31 each uh, with with three and a half minutes remaining, and uh, with the Bucks uh, were preparing to end the game. Uh, well, they they preparing for a, uh, a game ending field goal until Fournette managed to, uh, to to rush it into the end zone with less than 30 seconds left. The Colts then returned the subsequent quick kickoff uh, and uh, got it right down to the Bucks' 30-yard line and with uh, with Carson Wentz under centre uh, it's no surprise that they struggled to pick up the touchdown that they needed with uh, with 10 seconds left. I'm sorry Colts fans, I'm only winding you up a little bit. Um, final score was uh, 38-31 to the Buccaneers. I do feel that's a little harsh on Wentz, who um, <laughs> went for 300 yards um, and had a couple of really nice big strike plays. Couldn't, that couldn't said, make the big 10 that, 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 that counted, though. Yeah, and, and it, it's not so much it's not so much that clutch thing as um, there was at least one deep ball interception where it was a hell of a player by the safety to come over and make it, but it, it's just that sort of slight carelessness and desire to yeah. make a make a play, which we've talked about all season, but. The Colts, I think, were not far away from winning this one. It's an interesting game in that the Colts sort of defense playing off with their sort of like too high shell and sort of running from running from zone to catch up. The problem with doing that against the Bucks is that Tom Brady's the kind of player, particularly when he's got Gronk back, uh, that will quite happily sit there and take the checkdowns and just systematically mm-hmm. march up up the um, up the field. He's incredibly patient, um, and it's also interesting that the Colts. You know, went more high risk and went past. I think mainly because nobody's really run well against that Buccaneers um, rush uh, run defense. Whereas the, with the secondary being slightly injured, they can get them. So uh, it was. I, I was really pleased you picked this game. It was a really interesting one. Uh, um, came down to the line. I think you know there is a difference between how good the Bucks are and the Colts are. But the Colts are, are, are you know improving so much from that own free start and, and are definitely heading in the right direction. It feels. I just don't know what the ceiling is with Wentz, but I think it might be. High Higher than your comment possibly suggested, <laughs> but not, but but actually, but you but you weren't that far off the mark either with it. It was not without foundation, if you see what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, Jackson, Jets, Jacksons, Jets, Texans. Um, hands up, who thought that was going to be a classic? Uh, put your put your hand down, G. Uh, well, it, it, it wasn't <laughs> uh, a classic, uh, but uh, uh, the Jets and the Texans now both find themselves at, at two and eight. Uh, you, you, you know what you're in for with a, a bit of a clumsy game when uh, the first drive results in an interception. But uh, looking for the Texans, that was the only one that they threw throughout. Neither team really did a great job of, uh, of moving the ball in the air or on the ground, uh, but the Jets did just enough to take away the victory. Uh, they also have the dubious honour of having the longest streak of sacks um, with uh, the, the Jets QB hitting, or a, a Jets quarterback hitting the turf in the last 46 games in a row. Uh, final score was 21-14 to the Jets. And that might explain a lot about um, their offensive travails over recent seasons. And that is a good stat. Well found, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Techie didn't watch this one. I, I, I can't say. I must say it was not one that I've, uh, I've managed to catch. I saw the highlights, but... Uh... Uh, no, I, I didn't get to watch this one. Um, it wasn't necessarily one on my list, although, um, you know, if you'd set it me as a test, I'd have been more than happy because I would have been curious. It, it just, <laughs> it it feels like with these two teams, we've got to that stage of a season where there are a few teams that are losing and 
the interest for the Jets is is what can Zach Wilson do now yeah. that he's come back from the injury, albeit possibly a little bit earlier than planned, um, thanks to COVID. Um, so the Jets at least have some things to find out, whereas it feels a little bit with um, the Texans like they're marking time because... I don't want to call him a placeholder quarterback because it's unfair, but it doesn't feel like with the timeline they've got going that that the situation they're going for competency. But yeah. I, I'm not sure that they have that many young players that they can build around because of what happened with um, uh, previously with the picks being given up and the trades that were going on. Well, that's, that's the extent the Jets have got two top five um, picks next next year. So yes, you know, <laughs> that's that's if nothing else, that's a positive for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. They've got the draft capital and, and they're just hoping that they've got the quarterback. I mean, yeah. I, I think some large men on the offensive line would be a priority. Personally, um, although I said that in the off in the off season for the Bengals and it turns out picking a receiver in the top five was the move. But um, I think that the offensive line is so bad that, you know, if there's a good tackle, take him. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You're right. Although that will be taking it before us and we need one as well. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> Well, things were uh, just starting to uh, to look up for the Eagles, but they've taken a bit of a step back this week and they're uh, lost to the divisional rivals, uh, the New York Giants. It was a low scorer, but the, uh, then neither side uh, has been uh, really set in setting the scorecards alive this uh, this year. Jalen Hurts still uh, couldn't uh, decide if he was a running back or a quarterback, throwing for 129 and rushing for a further 77 yards. Uh, the Giants led throughout and they, uh, they finished this uh, this game with uh, a 7 point to 13 win uh, it's the second time in a row that they've uh, beaten the Eagles having uh, lost their previous eight and I I feel I don't feel like an idiot for picking the Eagles but it, it is that thing that, that and I, that this might be something I'd you pick know, them just again. crop up cut. I don't know. sorry I'd pick them again if, if, if I, was, I don't see any, anything wrong with having pick the Eagles against the Giants no no yeah the thing that got me interested that I was going to comment on was the streaks of wins and it's uh-huh. the good teams to put them together and having won a couple it was like maybe I got a little bit ahead of myself um, and that may or may not be something that's a, that will crop up in trivia later oh oh tease oh oh so <laughs> Well, um, moving on, the uh, Carolina went into their game with the with Miami this week uh, with the number one pass defense in the league. Uh, but you wouldn't know it by just watching this game. Cam Newton looked pretty terrible thanks to the Dolphins' defense, uh, a defense which has allowed less than twenty points for its last four games in a row. Now that's four games that the Dolphins have won in a row, uh, and two are is really starting to settle into things uh, with a second game in a row with over eighty percent completions. Panthers struggled to get any traction at all and weren't helped by Newton's interception throws. Philip Lindsay had a quiet first game as a Dolphin, but he, he did have a uh, one particularly good play uh, uh, where he, he uh, basically acted, did more blocking than most of the, our linemen for uh, Tua. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I suppose given uh, given that he only, only joined uh, midweek, that was uh, that was to be expected. Dolphins won again, thirty three ten. Yeah, that was four straight. Um, mm. I mean, I'm sure that you didn't want Lindsay's sort of highlight to be um, blocking, um, although it's always good if you've got a running back who's um, capable in that department. Um, Did he look... I don't know if you got a chance to see how he looked even in the limited action in terms of um, burst and and elusiveness or anything like that. A bit too limited this week. I think hopefully he'll get a bit more into it next week. I think, yeah, I think he'll he'll, he'll, he'll take a few more snaps next week and... uh, We'll but it really does feel soon. like that there's been, you know, a distinct change in what's oh, going on in Miami hugely. after all the problems that, I think, that I, I suddenly think, this team has coming together somehow. I think the I th- for me it almost feels like 
the the possibility of Deshaun Watson coming in was weighing a bit too heavy on everybody's minds. Now that's out of the way, it's almost like, right, okay, let's get on with it. And they they seem to be, yeah, something's clicking. Um, and uh, yeah, they're doing they're doing they're doing really well. And we, I mean, even when you look at the ones the ones that we lost, and I know I was getting all depressed when we were losing every single week, but even when you go look back at the ones that we lost, three out of the seven that we've lost, we we lost by three points or less. So you know, they're games that are you know could have gone either way, depending on on a kick. Um, so I'm I'm not. I'm not too disappointed at this, at this point. I, I mean, I, was, I will be. I'll be back to being horrendous if we if we lose all the rest of the games this this year. But I, I think we've. I think I think we're in for a, a pretty strong running. Well, you know, it's it's always nice when when my friend's team are doing better than not. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a change as well. Um. Anyway, moving on. Um. I called the the Patriots to win uh, their their game this week against the uh, the Titans, but. Uh, uh, I didn't think they'd, quite, they'd, they'd do it by uh, quite as much as they did. Patriots are now on a six-game winning streak, while the Titans have lost uh, their last couple, having uh, previously owned the longest winning uh, winning streak in the league. Um, as expected, the Titans focused uh, themselves on the rushing game, uh, with two players making over 100 yards, Dante Hillard and Dante Freeman, making uh, 131 and 110 yards, respectively. Uh, but it was cool head of uh, Mac Jones leading the Patriots, which prevailed and uh, saw them solidify their position at the top of the AFC East with an 8-4 and four record. Final score was 36-13 to New England. And, you know, over the course of a, of, of a career, we'll find out about all of the quarterbacks we've taken yeah. this round. But, but, you know, the early... The early um, returns certainly seem to be um, the Looking Patriots good. and some credit should come to them for development. I think the Titans, when they put um, AJ Brown on um, injured reserve, and so you know basically we lo- they lost another receiver. It feels like they need to get somebody back to to help out on yeah. offense a little bit. And this was always going to be, I think, a tough game for them given given the circumstances re- surrounding them. I'm not giving up with them yet, but um, it is interesting. Uh, Given how the first half season went for both them and the Colts, that the Colts are starting, you know, are catching them up and looking to make it competitive now. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, never has G been so pleased to get a pick and wrong uh, in the picking competition as this week, uh, as the Bengals absolutely walked through the Steelers. Uh, believe it or not, it's the first time that uh, Ben Roethlisberger has lost three games in a row in his whole career, um, and as the uh, the Steelers will be uh, be desperately looking for ways to turn their, their fortunes around uh, next week. Joe Burrow looked brilliant as part of uh, this game, rushing, uh, rushing in a touchdown as well as completing 20 of his uh, 24 passing attempts. Uh, but it was Joe Mixon who, who shone, uh, rushing for 165 yards and two touchdowns. The Steelers really are uh, are missing a, rush, a running game. Um, while Big Ben has uh, made, made a decent chunk of yards in the air, it was pretty predictable for the Bengals. They've beaten the Steelers uh, in both meetings this season. Uh, this is the first time they've done that since 2009. Final score was Steelers 10, Bengals 41. And I'm definitely not Happy just picking. I'm, I'm definitely not just picking up the uh, the, the positive Joe Mixon uh, bits because I've I, I got him from you in a trade. <laughs> hey, if this is what happens, because um, I've been he's been an unreliable <laughs> to injured person on my fantasy team. So if this is what it takes to to, to get him playing like this week in week out, I'll take it. Um, I am. <laughs> I am very, very happy, obviously. Um, I think the thing about not beating them twice since the 2009 season says more about how good they've been over that period than than too much about the Bengals' awfulness, although we have had a couple of bad seasons. But it just... 
it's the thing with the Steelers. I think that people are going a little bit overboard with, with Ben Roethlisberger because he knows his way around a football game. It's not like he's terrible, but he's just not what he was and he's giving balls away. So it's not yeah. like it's obviously bad. It's just, I think he's reached that stage where his arm just can't quite keep up. And it was sort of, he was all on the wrong page with, with his interception where the, the receiver just kept running and um, uh, Eli Apple stopped and picked it off. Um, and it's just that kind of thing, which is a bit unusual and, and just they're so reliant on this quick passing as much because they can't run the ball, which I think is more to do with um, the offensive lineman, Najee Harris, um, who looks a really talented back, but it's just, it's just, it's just not working at QB and O-line level. And and, we, and that it slightly surprises me that the O-line is not a problem. But I guess if not a full rebuild, because there's an awful lot of talent on this roster, but they are going to have to look at what at the quarterback position and, and overhauling Definitely. the offensive yeah. line in the off-season because uh, it feels like um, they've lost too many games in the division and, and it just it's hard to see too many too many more wins coming, I think. Yeah, Big Ben's past his best. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he's had an incredible career. It's just, I, it's that thing where I think he's stayed on one season too many, perhaps. Yes, yeah, I, I absolutely think he'll be he'll be retiring this year. Um, so yeah, that's going to kind of leave the leave the Steelers with no choice but. But to it's also, you have such a limited window with this stuff that, that you know, if you can, you, you can understand why a player would hang on and play one season too many, if you see what I mean. And, oh, and I mean, I mean, it, if you look at money alone. How much you know? Yeah. How much extra money is he going to get for, for that one season? And it's not like you've got um, over here where you can slip down the seasons, and keep playing if you really love it. it, no, it exactly. You know, it's it's NFL or bust pretty much for for, for American football. So pretty yeah, it, it, it's it is what it is. But um, yeah, I, I feel like he will be one joining the ranks of retired, which feels yes. a bit strange now that we've done this for six seasons. That we we're seeing a lot of names that we are from, very familiar yeah. with leave the league. Absolutely, absolutely. The uh, Falcons have scored just three points in their uh, the last two games coming into their meeting with the the Jags, but they uh, they managed to go a little better than that this week. Uh, Matt Ryan's never lost a game against the Jaguars, and he's now four and zero against them uh, in his career. Uh, they lead they they led throughout this one, uh, and uh, Trevor Sim- uh, Trevor Lawrence Trevor Simeon, I'm getting my quarterbacks mixed up. Trevor Lawrence uh, once again had a, a pretty poor game with a sub seventy five passer rating for the seventh game of this season, uh, which is which is the most among among any qualifying quarterback in the. Uh, in the NFL this season. Uh, things aren't looking great for Jaguars. Luckily, uh, they'll probably get another go at, uh, at first pick, though. Uh, or, or they'll be well up there anyway. Uh, final score was 21-14 to the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons look bad against the Patriots, but I think, you know, getting held scoreless when you haven't got the range of, of skills players... It, it was just allowed um, Belichick too much to focus on Kyle Pitts. Yeah. It's slightly surprised to be this one just because the Jaguars defense looked to be to picked up in, in the last few weeks, but the offense just doesn't seem to click. And, and as much as anything, I think this is another team sort of beset by bad line and possibly receivers. Although it does, it's interesting that Robinson seems to be struggling at running back when he looked so good last season. But first season, season for Urban Meyer in his team, all the brought all the stuff that's going on at least that seems to have settled down but um i think there's going to need to be an overhaul in terms of approach for next season or maybe it's just that he needs to bed in for a year and next season he'll have a better idea and he'll i'm not it, you know, he'll I'm, be ready in the off season i'm not convinced they're going to give him another year to be honest not hmm yeah i mean it, it's 
it's certainly not one of those where you can see what they're building with with um, no. Trevor Lawrence, and he, you know, he's fought so highly of as a prospect coming in, and I've not heard anybody singling him out, um, no, 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 saying no, he's not, playing yeah. awfully either. So, no. yeah, one to one to watch, one to watch. Yes, definitely. Uh, right, going into the second wave of games, and uh, the Broncos faced up against the uh, the Chargers, who aren't uh, looking bad this year under Justin Herbert, uh, and have a uh, habit of keep, keeping games close. Uh, this one wasn't all that close, though. And uh, and speaking of Justin Herbert, his performance seemed to be so intrinsically linked to the team's results. They're now one and five when he gets a passer rating of under a hundred, and five and zero when he's over a hundred. Uh, the Broncos did well, though, and uh, we even briefly got to see Drew Locke back on the centre. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, though, Patrick Sertain uh, became the first Denver rookie uh, to get two interceptions in a game since 1989. Uh, Steve Atwater, if, if you're interested, G. Uh, the game I'm definitely fin- interested. I thought you might be. <laughs> uh, the game finished 13-28 to the Broncos. And uh, the Chargers' offence, everybody likes Herbert. But I've heard so many people complaining about the scheme of um, the Chargers, uh, just in terms of the fact that it's a lot of short passing game and a lot of stuff brought over from New Orleans for Drew Brees when you've got a quarterback with a cannon for an arm and it just feels like they're not stretching teams as much as they should. And so they had a really great start to the season and it's not like they're terrible, but it, it's it sort of feels like they're just chugging along around 500 and quite can't get back to winning football and, and yeah. I, I, I had an inkling that, that Vic Fangio given what had happened to the Chargers offense in recent weeks would be capable of scheming up something like this so I think the Broncos have to be really pleased with this divisional win and, and you just wonder whether the Chargers can get things right at this season or whether whether they need an off season to rethink and I, I'm sort of it's clear that we're getting to that stage of the season because there are some teams I'm thinking that even when they have a winning record yeah, yeah. Well, more, more, and more on that in a little while, I suppose. When we when we wrap up at the end of the uh, after the games, indeed. Uh, well, the uh, the Packers got back to winning ways this week uh, at the hands of the Rams, who are really struggling now. They've been lost three in a row. Uh, the Packers uh, took an, took early control and uh, kept it from there. And while the, while the Rams' offense weren't particularly struggling to uh, to move the ball, they did struggle to keep hold of it, throwing an interception and losing two fumbles. Uh, which hurt them and allowed the Packers to capitalise. The Rams uh, tried to get back into it, scoring 11 in the fourth quarter, uh, but it was without success. The Packers picked up the uh, the win by 36 points to 28. Have you heard the discussion about um, Matthew Stafford carrying injuries? No, I haven't. Is he? Is he? Uh... Yeah, yeah. It's talk about um, things. I think with his feet and his elbow and and. I don't think there's anything oh, yeah. major, and lots of players are carrying, you know, knocks at yeah, this time of, yeah. of the year. But it, it does feel like, after all the early promise, the wheels have thoroughly come off for um, the Rams in recent weeks. Yeah, I think part of that is Robert Woods was a huge loss in in for the offense, as much to do with um, his blocking and, and the work that he did. Uh, sort of like a close player, not quite a hybrid tight end um, um, wide receiver, but just sort of. Um, he gives gives the uh, offense an, an angle in the run game, in the play action game, which they're desperately missing, and, and it just feels like things are not flowing right now for the Rams. And I wonder what it will take to get them back on track. Yeah, that's it. 
Um, I mean, you know, for, you know, for a team who were looking as good as anyone in the league now, to, yeah. to fall from um, seven um, and one to seven and four, and people we were all, what, surely got to be panicking in the building. What we were all saying as well when the, you know when they took on took on the likes of uh, um, who did they sign uh, Beckham and uh, Von Miller. Else. Von Miller, Von they Miller, traded for it. Von Miller and signed, signed Beckham, and, that's it. and and that pass rush. If you if you can't defend behind it, and it does feel a little bit odd that they've got um, Jaden Ramsey playing in the slot so much, and sometimes it feels like shouldn't he just be matched up? And yeah, Packers yeah. are one of these times where don't you want him against the Packers' top receiver? Because as good as he is, um, it doesn't really feel like. There, there's there's a deep receiving core in Packers for the Packers you kind of would have thought that you know you you stick Jalen Ramsey on the number one you know that week rather than having him in and around the ball but he it, it sort of seems to be so important to, to the Rams defense in playing that slot sort of almost hybrid nickel corner or sort of like general playmaker that it that it's not necessarily making the best use of what is a very high priced corner and you would have yeah. thought that they mainly want him as a cover man well, the, uh, the Vikings 49ers game uh, was brilliant this week. It was clear that both teams were really up for the occasion. Uh, both of them wanting that win to, uh, to get themselves above the uh, .500 hurdle. Uh, it was really close all the way through with them uh, with them going uh, in at half-time at 14 each. Uh, it was in the third quarter, which saw that you could combine 32 points uh, when the 49ers took a uh, small lead. Uh, after the 49ers missed a field goal, which uh, could have taken it out of reach, the Vikings tried their best to come back, and uh, with just over a minute left, uh, they were making great progress, but uh, needing a touchdown and two-point conversion uh, to pull level. Uh, without star, star running back Dalvin Cook, uh, he went out of the game in the third quarter with a shoulder injury. Kirk Cousins just couldn't make the, uh, the last few yards, uh, turning the ball over and allowing the 49ers to kneel the rest of the game out. Uh, San Francisco uh, make it 6-5, and five, uh, and they won this one by 34 points to 26. I mean, I feel like you've missed the key headline from this game. Which was? That Kirk Cousins lined up under a guard rather than the centre. Uh, he did. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't, didn't even mention it. <laughs> and um, so there's been a lot of discussion of that. Uh, I mean, it does feel like the 49ers are, are really surging um, in recent weeks, and and it feels like Garoppolo's got himself injured, and they're they're making they're sort of making things go. And I, I sort of built this game as one before, but neither could really afford to lose. Um, and you just worry a little bit with the Vikings with only five wins now. Yeah, you know how. You know the Forty Nines have just overtaken them, taken them, and and I suppose they they might be still within with a shot of a, a wild card for the expanded playoffs. But you just, you know, they're going to have to start putting a, a string of wins together, and it feels like they're another team who really haven't been able to do that so far this season. That's it. Well, the late game saw the uh, the Browns travelling to the Ravens in another AFC North grudge match. Uh, I've heard Lamar Jackson being called simultaneously the best and worst quarterback in the league during this game. Uh, which is an interesting way of looking at it. Uh, he led his team for rushing with 68 yards, but managed just 165 yards uh, through the air, throwing four interceptions in the process. Um, it's lucky that they, they managed to uh, to take away a win and, and continue their run at, uh, at the top of the AFC North. The Browns are now 2-3 and three in the last five uh, after starting the season very well. It'll be interesting to see how things turn out for them uh, for the remainder of the year. Um, they're currently only one loss away from the bottom of the uh, from the bottom of the division. Final score was sixteen ten to the Ravens. Yeah, and and it, it does seem to be a strange one. Uh, there seems to be 
they were doing a lot of cover zero blitzing, um, so I hear, and 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 that's kind of uh, was was sort of put throwing a spanner in the works of um, Lamar Jackson. He was looking really good earlier in the season in the passing game, like he'd made yeah. real strides. Um, so it's one to keep an eye on because you know this team still has the best record. Um, in the um, AFC, um, assuming that you're allowing them to have one play or one game less than the Patriots, if you see what I mean. <laughs> so they've both won eight games, yeah. but they've only lost three. Yeah. Um, the Browns, it just feels really weird that they're, they're struggling so much in offense and, and people are, you know, you're talking all the talk around Baker Mayfield and I'm really not sure what to make of it and, and how this team are playing. It just, it just doesn't seem to match up with not just the expectations coming into the year, but the fact that those expectations were built on something on how they looked last season. It's just, you know, that Mayfield's injured, but it, it's the other bits of, around him which are also struggling that, that just, it's an odd one, I feel like. And, and yeah. it feels like this is on the lower end of the probability scale, if you see what I mean. Every, every team has a range of how they might do in the season, and, and a lot of that is injury and other such luck. But it, it feels like this this is, if not like the worst possible result from Cleveland, because we've mm. seen a lot, a lot worse seasons in Cleveland over the years, but this does feel like at the bottom end of what we might have expected coming into the year. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm getting a bit reliant on this stat now, but uh, this the, the game on Monday, uh, Monday night, between the Seahawks and Washington, uh, saw Russell Wilson break his own record for the uh, for his longest losing streak of his career, taking it to four games now. Uh, some interesting moments in this one, not least the uh, the Seahawks blocking an extra point attempt uh, and returning it to the end zone for two points. But uh, just as they they scored a touchdown with 22 seconds left to go uh, and needed a two point conversion to draw a level, they couldn't quite get it done. Um, not sure I've ever seen a team with so few rushing yards as Seattle this week. Uh, 34 yards in total. The Seahawks are struggling. Um, and, the Washington, and Washington are, are, are you know pushing for the playoffs. Finished fifteen seventeen to uh, the Washington football team. Yeah, and and this is another funny game. I, I, do we think that Russell Wilson came back from his um, finger injury too soon? Yeah, I think so. I think he must have. Just because yeah, there does seem to be some real problems around that. But I also think that there is just problems with Seattle this season, and I'm I'm wondering if with how they've been good for so long and obviously they've got the big name receivers but it feels like an awful lot of other areas are struggling and you know we've talked about it in recent weeks about um the Jamal Adams trade and the fact that one of the reasons the Jets have two picks in like the top five or is that the Seattle one they traded for Adams is is that high and that's going to be a painful pick to hand over um and you just wonder what is going to happen in the off season because at three and eight they have to be out of the playoffs, and and it's you know Russell was already um, talking about a move and, and what's going on previously, so I don't know whether what the timeline is and, and what the Seahawks might do, but it just it's just going really badly, and and yeah. Washington football team, it, I'm really kind of impressed with how Rivera's got you know, drag, drag this team back into, um, you know, something like contention for the wild card um, through through the weeks, given how awful they were to start the season. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the game's kind of round. I know we've, we've taken a bit longer than normal over the uh, the games this week, but uh, so let's have a very, very quick look at uh, kind of the league and how things are shaping up after 12. Um, 
I, I don't know if it's just me, but there's nobody really shouting out. Even after, I mean, normally after this point of the, at this point of the year, there's somebody that you kind of think, okay, they're probably going to get to the to the to the, the Super Bowl. They might win the Super Bowl. There's nobody really claiming it this year for me. I think part of that is because the one team who's got the record which stands out at the moment is um, the Cardinals, who are sort of nine and two, but they've been without Kyler Murray for a few weeks. And I, I'm not sure, because they've been doing a lot of this with defence, um, despite Cliff Kingsbury being um, the head coach, I, want, I think there's just a certain reluctance to trust this as they've, as, as they've been grinding out wins recently. And then you've got um, the Packers, who also have nine wins, Packers have obviously had these injuries in terms of offensive line and some of the stuff with Rodgers. Uh, and I think also the, the thing with the Packers is that they've lost the NFC Championship game two years in a row, having won, I think, um, the Fleurs won um, 12 games, but, you know, both seasons at, at, at Green, in Green Bay. So I think that's the hesitation there. And then with the, the AFC, I think it's just there's so many injuries and questions that, yeah, yeah. All, if you look at all the div- division leaders at the moment I think there are genuine questions about all of them all of them um, yeah. You know, even the Patriots who, who've put the solid string of wins together recently, they've got a rookie quarterback and that and that says that as good as they've been and they might break the playoffs that, you know, they're not heading to a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Like like you said, I don't think I don't think any of the I mean the Chiefs Chiefs are, are obviously top in the AFC West at the minute. It's not it's only a couple of weeks ago we were we were going, What the bloody hell's happening to the to the Chiefs? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I genuinely think the Chiefs have got a bit better on defence. But I still have questions about your offense, you know, just because I've seen them look slightly better, but they've not set the word alight. And again, it's been with um, defensive coordinators who, who have a tendency to play one high. And so I do wonder, yeah. um, I, I don't rule out um, uh, them turning things around because Andy Reid is too good a coach and Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. And But, but it is, I am really curious to see uh, how they do, uh, particularly with um, the Steelers and the Bengals coming up. They've got to play the Broncos twice. It's not an overwhelmingly difficult um, slate, but I do wonder um, how well they can turn it around and if going into um, the playoffs, if they did make it, what, um, uh, would happen when when it's all or nothing for the defense, and, and and can they keep exposing the problems with the second receiver? And one thing I wouldn't uh, forgive myself if I didn't mention, I completely forgot to mention it in the game roundup. Christian McCaffrey um, out for the season, uh, injured his uh, injured his ankle. Uh, I think he was I think he was playing with a kind of half injured ankle already, but he's he's now officially out for the season. Yeah, and and I mean I feel sort of kind of really happy for him that he got the big deal when he did. But he's also sort of making the point about not paying running backs because of how often they have these injuries and how hard yeah, it is for yeah. you to get value on that second contract. And it just, it's a really tough one. And I think it, that might be a large part of why um, the Panthers struggled. And it is kind of a curious one with the Cam Newton situation. They definitely felt they had something and the defense is definitely trending in the right direction. But he, McCaffrey is such a strong component of of the offense at the moment that that the you know you can see how much the Panthers struggle when they're without him and I do and he's it does kind of feel like it's one of those things that is really going to hamper them um even you know maybe not as much as um how much Derek Henry is centric in the Titans offense but it does feel like the drop-off is perhaps bigger yeah right let's do some trivia 
Right, it's time to uh, test those brain cells once again with a uh, a bit of trivia. I'll go uh, first this week. It's just a uh, simple one pointer for you this week. Just a uh, just a, a, a chip through, and it's on your team as well. Um, so oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw the uh, the Bengals absolutely walk through the uh, the, the, the the Steelers uh, this week uh, and score. Was it forty one or forty three points? Can't remember. A 41. lot of Forty one ten. Um, since two thousand eleven. The Bengals have played 64 games in which they've scored 25 or more points. How many of those ga- of those 64 games have they won? And I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you be bet- within two. Hmm. Hmm. 64 games, 64 games, lots of points. But I am going to go... For 22. 22? You've not got much faith mm-hmm. in your team, have you? No. You won 56. Oof. You're 56, 6 and 2 in the games that you've scored more than 25 points. Fair enough. There you go. I should have had more faith. Well, have more faith next time, that's it. I'm not built like you, Dan. I've been ground <laughs> down by my by the yeah. losing seasons. Yeah, fair point. So, uh, so I was eyeing up stats um, just because they were talking about the fact it was like the first time the um, Bengals won three straight um, against the Steelers in like 30 years. And it got me thinking about Dolphin streaks because obviously you've won four games in a row. And so I was sitting there thinking, well, wonder when they had last had five games in a row, to which the answer is last season. Uh, so yes, yeah. that didn't seem like that hard a trivia question, but it did get me thinking about the Bengals because uh, they have not managed more than two games winning this season. And I was just wondering if you could tell me the last season where the Bengals won three or more games. Oh, what in a row? Yes, obviously, because it would be yes, a bit yes. too easy. A bit too easy to uh, if, if it was three out overall. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, you had a thought relatively recently, but the fact that you're asking the question suggests it's not that recent. I'm going to go twenty fourteen. Ooh. I'm afraid it's more recent than that. It is 2017. Okay. But it's interesting look, looking at this side because um, in 2017, the Bengals won four games. In 2015, which I, I, I will not bang on about about the lost season, they won eight straight, <laughs> and that was the year that everything looked wonderful until Andy Dalton broke his hand against, yes, the, I remember, against I remember the Steelers. It well. But then you get back to 2014 where they had two free, free game winning streaks. 2013, it's really not happened that often. No. Well, that's, that's strange. And, and, you know, and yeah, and not for the last four seasons. And, and it is, it's not one that's been done reliably um, year in, year out, like some, some of the other ones. It does feel like the team have been one of those teams that win two, you know, maybe a third and then lose one. And, and those long streaks, apart from that 2015-15 outlier, um, has not been a regular feature in Cincinnati. Mm, well, there we go. A very a very, a very, very Bengal-centric uh, trivia 
this week. We didn't we didn't talk to talk to each other about this beforehand. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, um, and on, honestly, I came to it off the base of my streaks and your streaks, looking for a dolphin centric one and failed. <laughs> Hey Dan, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast, The Wrong Football on iTunes. Right, week thirteen, I'm looking for some. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, we are really get, getting towards business end now. What's uh, any, any games particularly catching your eye this week? Uh, this week, G. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, I think the Monday night one is, is a must-watch. Is you got the Patriots taking on the Bills? Yeah, a good division, and that's one pretty there. huge. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the Bengals Chargers should be a good game. Uh, tell me if this is me being a sicko, but um, it, uh, could I tempt you into Washington at Raiders? I mean, given recent run of results, I mean you could. I, I mean I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think it's going to be on the Sky, so there's a good chance I could probably watch it on. Uh, <laughs> I'm genuine. It's, it's <laughs> genuinely I'm interested, given given Washington sort of you know winning and getting themselves yeah. in, uh, up there in, in, in the um, NFC yeah, yeah. East. It, yeah. it, it, you know, it's genuinely one I'm interested in. Uh, but it does feel like, once again, there's a little <laughs> bit of, of, of sort of games that aren't, aren't quite as competitive as you might think. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of curious about um, one, and I'm just seesawing on which side I'm going to be it for a bold prediction, because All I right. am eyeing one up. Um, but, can, I, can I guess which one you're eyeing up? Feel free. Is it Eagles Jets? How did you know? I just thought. I don't know. I just. I just thought. I just thought that it might. It might. It might be that one. Go on. Go on what's your. What's. What's your bold prediction then? Well, what I'm wondering and looking at, and I think I want to pick, and I'm now second guessing myself about na- name name of um, quarterback. <laughs> so you. So give me two seconds because I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, it's, I hate it when, when your brain does that thing of like, you know, you're not sure of this quarterback. I was until like 30 seconds ago. I want to back Jalen Hurts to have more passing yards than Zach Wilson in this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's that'll do. That's not a, bad, not a bad little prediction. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, there's not, I mean, there's not, there's... This, you've, you've pointed out, I suppose, already the ones that are that are, that are going to be interesting. Ravens Seahawks will be will be interesting. Uh, sorry, Ravens Steelers. Sorry, will be will be interesting because you know it's a, again divisional always is. Yep. But, um, yeah. There's uh, there's there's not a huge amount on us. The Dolphins Giants. I mean, that could be interesting. You know what? Because actually, you know, that's a, that's one that could be could go either way. Yeah. No, it could, but also. Um... Uh, the the Broncos Chiefs. I might be underdoing the divisional rivalry there, yeah, yeah. Uh, and particularly with um, Vic Fangio go, again, going against Patrick Mahomes in that offense. Uh, but we should also remember Andy Reid's much vaunted record coming off a bye. Yes, yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, uh, let's have a yeah. Uh, let's let's see how much of that comes true then <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, we're a bit like we'll have plenty to talk about. <laughs> Well, that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be uh, back again next week. If you like what you've heard, let us know by liking, subscribing, and maybe even leaving a little five-star review through whatever medium you procure your podcasts. That way you'll uh, also make sure you don't uh, miss any of our episodes throughout the rest of the season. Uh, if you've got a question or something you want us to discuss next time, please get in touch. I'm at TWF Dan on Twitter, and G is at WrongFootball. In the meantime, have a great week, and we'll see you again next time. Bye! Bye.